Happy New Year and welcome to episode 48 of the Alfa Romeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swarbrick and with me this afternoon I have Ashley Croft, who's one of the sales team focusing on club members for our official insurer, Chris Knott. Good afternoon, Ashley. Good afternoon. It's good to be here. Brilliant. Just before we start to talk about the car and how we got there, tell us a little bit about your job. Yes, my job's an interesting one. I see the other side of the Alpha membership, you know, the part that a lot of people aren't too interested in. I see a lot of the club come through, through to Chris Knott. A lot of people very passionate, even when they're talking about the insurance side of things, which is always good to see. And yeah, working with the Alpha Club in terms of adding cover for, cover for the members. So... And how long have you been doing that? Well, I've worked for Chris Knott for seven years, but I've recently joined the sales team about three months ago. Okay. Before that, I was working with Nick Day and the marketing team. Okay. So again, actually still working quite closely with the club, just in a slightly different in a slightly different format. So now I'm just seeing and getting to talk to the club members actually face-to-face rather than on the forum. So. Of course, we've had Nick on the podcast in the past. Yeah. Again, before we get on to the reason for recording this podcast, tell me a little bit about your car history up until now. Car history has been a bit staggered. I started off with what was nicknamed the Coffin. It was a, a very old Fiat. I don't even know how you pronounce them. A Fiat Cinquecento, I think it was. Cinquecento, yeah. Which was purchased from my friend after it sat on his driveway for many years for £50. And about £500 later, it's all the road for about two weeks. And then that was the end of that. And then it's sort of, yeah, it's been sort of standard cars like Vauxhall Astras and things like that up until, yeah, up until very recently when I purchased the first Alpha. Why did you decide to buy an Alpha? Was it interaction with the club members or something you'd seen elsewhere? Sort of goes back quite a way, actually. It goes back to classic car shows that I used to go to with my dad. And I always always end up, I'd somehow always end up at the Alpha section. And always wanted an Alpha. And unfortunately, was never in a position to own one until quite recently when I was in the, you know, remit to buy a new car and I saw the Giulietta's come up. So that's why I've sort of gone for one now. But yeah, certainly working with the club has helped, helped as well, you know. And you say not, not in a position to to buy one probably not in a position to insure one until relatively recently as well yeah yeah probably is that as well yeah yeah I'm I'm still only still only 27 so I've got years of ownership left in me but yeah it was always very much a whenever I've purchased a car it was always very much just I need something to get me about you know what is there that's at the local dealership around the corner that's in my budget and I just go in there and go yeah that one that'll do and off I went but when I was looking for this car I was sort of in a bit of a different position where I could be a bit a bit fussy and a bit yeah, could actually choose what I want for one. So, and and you say you're always drawn to the the Alpha areas, uh, exhibitions and stuff. What what do you think it was about Alpha that that you were so interested in? They're always different. You know, you see all of these cars, and like, like I mentioned, that you see like Vauxhall Astras and Ford Fiestas and things, and they're, they're all the same. You know, and then you go and you look at an, an Alpha. And they're always different. You know, they're never they've never followed the crowd in anything that they've done. And you see all these would now be, you know, classics. Weren't necessarily at the time. They could have been new ones, but they line up next to each other and not one of them looked remotely similar to the one next to them or similar to anything else that was at any of the show, you know, and they've always had this uniqueness about them that I've liked. And that's for me what I like about cars. You know, that's where my interest comes is that you can make it as unique as you want. You know, and that's what I've always liked. They've always stood out, haven't they? So Yeah, and I think there's there's a um, a famous illustration, which I, I've seen as a poster and various other things. I've got it as a T-shirt, which is is Alpha grills from the kind of 1930s all the way through to the to the present day, and they're all recognisably Alpha. Yes, but everyone's different. Yes, yeah, um, which yeah, I think is, is 
It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, my dad would always take me to these shows because he was a he was a jag and still is a jag enthusiast. And he'd take me there when I was a kid, you know, sort of like 10, 11. And he'd go straight to the jag section and he'd see all the XJSs lined up. And once you've seen one, you've seen them all, really. You know, because every XJS looks the same. Hardly any of them ever run. And apart from the colour, they're all exactly the same. So after seeing one, I got very bored of that. I sort of wandered off wandered around and then all of a sudden I realised I've been like I've been in this alpha section for so long. And even if you got two of the same car next to each other, they were different. You know, and, and they're always they've always been different. And that's what I like about them. So you, you said you've got a, a, a Julietta. Was that was that the order it came? Did you decide to buy a Julietta and it was an alpha or did you go look in at, at, at other alphas as well? So I looked at I looked at alphas. So I started off on Auto Trader, went straight to Afro Mayo and started looking through the models to see which one would sort of suit, you know, and it ended up being Julietta. So I looked at Mito's, but wanted a five door, you know, and then you start looking at budget and then you start looking at size and things like that. And the Julietta just, it just fit the bill. It ticked all the boxes, you know, it had the engine that I want, sort of the power that I was after about the right size, you know, cause I've got, I've got a three year old, so five door and a bit of a boot, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, don't, so. I don't know if, again, I don't know if you listened to it. Our, our second ever episode was, uh, was a battle between the um, the Mito and the Julieta Registrar, <laughs> and the, the the Mito Registrar's only real selling point for the, for the Mito, as far as I can remember, was that it had three doors. Yeah, um, it didn't, didn't seem didn't seem to get that that wasn't always a, a selling. And I should have I should admit my bias as well. I ever. I have a Julieta. They was never going to win them, was they? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't me he was up against. But um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good fun with that one. You might want to have a listen to that at some point. You narrowed it down to to Julieta. Where did it go from there in terms of of models and colours? And what was your what was your shortlist? Well, I was a little bit limited because once I went Julieta, I sorted it by the nearest people. And there was, um, I think, about four in the um, in sort of travelling what I would what I would consider acceptable travelling distance. Um, and funnily enough, they were all for sale from SD Autos, who I think actually advertised in the Alpha magazine and work with you guys because um, obviously yeah. we're we're based in Hastings. I live in Bexhill, and they're in Wadhurst, so it's only about half an hour down the road. And they had a number of different models and. This one, the one that I ended up purchasing was a, it's a 1.4 TB, the 170 model in the distinctive trim. And it had loads of the optional extras on there, full service history and sort of, you know, every bell and whistle you could want apart from the seats, really. Right. Tried to get a Cloverleaf, but they were too far away and too out of budget. So yeah, apart from that, it was this engine that I sort of liked and yeah, went out for, went out for a test drive and that was it. I didn't want to wait the two weeks until I got the car really. <laughs> so presumably it was, it was quite nice to be able to go along and, and see four at the same place and, and kind of make that choice between the, you know, the cars in the flesh. Yeah. I mean, when I went there, I was quite amazed. You go there and there's, um, they're right next to another car sales place there, but you go there and you pull up and you can see their lot because it's just Julieta, 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 <laughs> one little Mito that's sort of tucked in the corner, you know, and, and then um, I think they had one, they had another classic alpha tucked in the corner somewhere, which is probably a project. And then, you know, yeah, yeah, there was just absolutely alphas everywhere. And you go into their waiting room and they've just got, you know, they've just got alpha stuff everywhere, alpha models. And, you know, you're just surrounded by alpha, which was a yeah. bit of a, you just walked into like alpha world. <laughs> it was just, they were just everywhere. It was like a kid in a candy shop almost. And, and how long have you had it? Uh, I bought it in the middle of October. So okay. very recently, actually. So yeah, very recently. But yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. So happy with the decision. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the drive on it is absolutely brilliant. Very, very smooth. Very nice. 
it's already showing up to be a bit of a diva. It's already been back to the garage once. So. <laughs> I, 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 I hesitated to, my, my next question was to ask you whether you'd have any problems with it. And I, yeah. I kind of always, <laughs> always hesitate to do that because of the reputation and, and, you know, I've I've had fifteen now, and some some of them I've not had a single problem with, and and others, you know, lots of lots of minor ones. But so is it the usual kind of nothing serious but annoying? It's exactly that. Funnily enough, yeah, yeah. Engine management light come up, DNA disabled, stop start gone. Plug it in, and it's the gear level. It was like the gear level position sensor or something tells the car which right. gear it's in. So I phoned Luke at SDR and said this has come up, and he went, "Funny that pretty much every Julietta I sell comes up with them, and I do about." I've done about 50 of them. Bring it out. I've got the parts here ready because I have a stock of them because it's that common and I'll do it while you wait and it'll be an hour. And, you know, he's done it and it's touch wood. It's, you know, back to where it should be. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So that's the, the TCT box, is it? Yeah, it's the sensor, the one, um, I'm not sure what the name of the actual sensor is. It's um, basically underneath the gear stick. So you have to go underneath the car, take the heat shield off. And right. there's, a, there's a little sensor underneath there, which basically controls the start-stop, tells the car when you're in neutral so that the start-stop can kick in. Um, and yeah, I think that just gone up the wall. Apparently it's very, very, very common and he does absolutely loads of them to the point where he stocks <laughs> the sensors in if he knows <laughs> that he's going to have a job for that week with one of them in there. So yeah. yeah. Any any advice that you'd have for other people who might be thinking about taking the plunge? You know, the, the, there's the, the classic Jeremy Clarkson quote about you're not a real petrol head until you've owned an Alfa Romeo, but yeah, but most people haven't. No, so no. Any advice? Yeah, take your time, shop around, and wait for the right ones to come up. Don't just go. That's an Alfa Romeo. I'll have that one because that is it's just all the wrong way to do it. Have a look around, find out exactly what you're after. Just like I did, you know, I was after a, you know, hatchback five door, et cetera, et cetera. Find the right one and then just keep, keep shopping around until the right one comes up for the right price and check the history of them. It's probably yeah. one of the big things I would say is check the history of it, how well it's been looked after, but I don't know. enjoy it. <laughs> I guess the most important question is, have you joined the club yet? I haven't. No, I haven't, funnily enough. And before you take the plunge with a, a full membership, our social media presence isn't a bad place to start, Facebook in particular. So there's an official owners club forum, which is is for all alphas. It's not just a, a, a Julieta-specific one. Um, and then the way the club's organised, we have, we have geographic sections. So coming from Kent, I should be better at this, but I, I can never remember whether you come under... We'd be Kent and East Sussex because we're East Sussex right. here. So we'd fall under that register. Um, yeah, because these things in Bexhill region. So they organise lots of kind of local things. So they do, you know, Sunday brunch runs out to to cafes and, and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And then the other part of the club is is model registers. Mm-hmm. So there's a Julieta register where, you know, it's, it, it's just Julieta owners um, kind of swapping tips and... Um, if it if it hasn't already, your um, your dab radio aerial will fail at some point. Uh, yeah, he's got the part on order for me. <laughs> funnily enough, so it's going to be going back there in a week or two. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that was the first thing I had to fix on mine. Yeah, but but obviously things like the register are great for for stuff like that. And there's a separate register um, Facebook page, so I'll, I'll send you some links to those afterwards. Yeah, because I was going to ask about you know I was going to ask about membership. You know, because obviously we see a lot of we see a lot of members come through. You know, so I was going to ask about the benefits of the club and yeah. So and obviously we have our own um, approved insurer, um, hmm. but you you probably get a better staff discount than you would uh, a member discount. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a magazine 
uh, which which I edit, which is six times a year. Um, so that's a kind of 120 page. I'm exaggerating slightly. 110 page A4 glossy magazine type magazine. Yeah. There's a club forum. There's discounts in places like Halfords and lots of detailing. I don't know whether you whether you polish cars, uh, but lots of de- <laughs> detailing companies and stuff give us discounts. Nice. And people like Tainer Batteries and and, and odd. We've got some odd discounts which I've used a couple of times. Things things like um, cottages.com have a a club discount, so you can take the family away and. And get a, a, a good deal on a weekend away in oh, nice. in a cottage or something. Yeah. Plus, obviously the the sections and and registers, which are all all part of the club. Yeah. Oh, and Pirelli tires. We got a fantastic deal with Pirelli tires, where you get cash back on uh, on the cars on the tires you buy, Brilliant. which don't even have to be for an alpha, as long as you're a club member. Oh, nice. So I think that uh, tops out about 120 quid if you replace all four, depending on what what size they are. So. Yes, there's, there's there's lots of benefits. Plus, and that was the next thing I was going to ask you about. We run a, a lot of events, so we have a typically we have a spring alpha day, national alpha day, which you've seen from the yeah. the podcast, which will be at Vista again um, in 2022. And we have a southern alpha day, which is not a million miles away from you in 2022. That's in uh, Amberley, just outside Arundel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, that's far, yeah. Far at all, yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, you you said you you got into alphas going to to car events with your with your dad. If that's something you still do, there's there's plenty of those going on. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And I've, I've started already getting my three year old into it as well because we've got a <laughs> we've got a local one. It's not an alpha one, but it's the, the Bexel one hundred right. show. So there was some alphas there, but you know, it's just a whole host of classic cars, and you know, you've got like American pickup trucks and hot rods and all sorts there and I was like yeah we went to that and I sort of dragged him around there almost begrudgingly I think at the age of three years old and I think he was very interested but yeah I sort of tried to start him off young so yeah definitely yeah, my 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 three year old grandson is um, is more than capable of recognising an alpha grill and I've got him well trained already well trained <laughs> can't, quite say, can't quite say it's an alpha mayo but that's close enough as far as I'm concerned for now yeah a little bit of mayo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess the other question I was going to ask you, so you people tend to go two ways with alphas. You know, they, they, they buy one and have a, a, don't get on with the, the quirkiness and the difference. And they only ever have one. Yeah. And then spend the rest of their life talking about how, how much they regret not having another one. Um, and, and people who, who end up, I think the highest number we've had on the podcast so far, uh, somebody who'd had 72. Cool. Blimey. Oh, actually, we have one person who'd had so many he couldn't remember. Um, he had 56 currently, but had no idea how many he'd had in total. 56 currently? Wow. <laughs> yeah. He does own a, a Alpha race preparation business up in Crawley. Well, that makes more sense now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I think a big chunk of those are, are his personal cars. So uh, assuming that you're hooked now, um, any thoughts on on what the next one might be? Any dream alphas that you'd love to own? Well, yeah, I think logically the next step up from a Julietta is a Julia. I think that's a logical step. However, I don't like things, doing things logically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. And I'd like to find a second one, something that would be a weekend car. So it would either be a classic Spider or it would be something like a 4C. 
Right. That's more like a pipeline dream at the moment. But you know, in an in an ideal world, you know, I'd have a I'd have a daily one there, and then I'd have something that's for the weekend that's a little bit of fun, yeah. and you know, just something that I can just just have there for when for when I fancy using it in the summer. Well, that that that's the other dimension of of our ownership that with a, a young family, I wasn't going to kind of push you down, but I think the average number of alphas owned by people in the club is two point something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I've got a Julietta and I've got a, a nine three nine Brera shaped spider. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I've got I've got the something for the weekend. It's def- definitely a good combination. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, use one for a commute and then one for fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've still got I've still got plans with this one. Yeah. You know, like I say, I'm very very new in in the whole uh, lot of Alpha ownership. You know, three months in, so. Um, I'm actually quite interested in the, the modification side of the car scene, um, which is actually something I was going to ask you about in terms of the club. Yeah, for me, for me, modification is, is uh, a big part of my sort of car enthusiast overall, yes. generally, you know. Obviously, there are insurance implications, um, but the 1.4 is a very, very tunable engine. As, as mine's got the 1750 TBI, which is also, um, there's a lot you can do with that. And and there are, yes, I mean, we've got, like any any club with nearly four and a half thousand members we've got people with with all sorts of different interests yeah and you'll you'll come across alpha owners who are absolutely religious about it being exactly as it was when it left the the factory and then we've got you know we've got owners with rarers with airbag suspension and you know any modification you can think of somebody's done it And, and i talked about the registers early on so we've got most of our registers are model specific so you join the Julietta register, but there's also a modified register, which is for any car that's been modified in any way. And, that, you know, that, that can be anything from, you know, sticking a, a tuning box on to full body kits and, you know, aftermarket wheels and big stereos and all of those kind of things. So there's there's definitely a, a, a strong modified scene within the club. Okay. Uh, again, I'll, I'll send you a link to the, the modified registers page. But I mean, my, I, I'm a, an old fart, but my my Julieta has a, a carbon fr- carbon front splitter, carbon mirror caps. It's got the nineteen inch front wheels from a Julia on instead of the original eighteen inch. So it's got nineteen inch Julia front wheels all round. Yeah, okay. Are they the same fit? They are. Yeah, so they they just go straight on. And they when I when I told people I was getting them, they say, "Oh, you want to put spaces in them as well?" Um, and then when we when we put them on, they are just perfectly legal they just completely line up with the with the edge of the wheel arch so you you definitely wouldn't have wanted to put but there are yeah there are fantastic aftermarket exhausts and stuff for the for the 1.4 multi-air yeah there are trying to remember super sprint i think do one with a switch where you can change the exhaust note electronically by opening the flap in the exhaust oh yeah if if you really want to spend 1600 quid on exhaust (laughs) but as with everything with modification it's you can do as much as you like with it yeah. as long as you've got the budget. And I think that's that's what I like about modifications. It comes back to that uniqueness that I think drew me to Alphas in the first place is that I know I'm never probably gonna, never going to own the fastest car in the world, but people can still spot my old cars driving around here. And I have people that I hardly ever talk to that message me and say, oh, I saw your old Vauxhall Astro and I just <laughs> a mile away, you know. And it was only... You know, simple stuff that I've done. I just sort of lowered it slightly, um, smoked, smoked the rear lights and the side repeaters, removed the badges, things like that. And it just makes it stand out so much more. And you can spot your, your car from a million miles away and 
you'll never see another one that's the same as your car. Yeah. And I think that's probably the biggest difference from what you've done before and, and Alphas is sometimes you have to work a little bit harder to find the parts, but you, you'll always find them. So um, all my, my little car, but I've got carbon door handles as well. They they all came from a company in Italy called Koshi, but Maxton do a front front and rear splitters for the Giulietta. And so there there are UK-based modding companies that do bits but but often you'll have to Google it and then work out the exchange rate in euros and wait for it to arrive. But yeah, I've heard that's, a lot about that's, that's part of the already. fun. So you know, I've seen I've seen quite a few of the alphas. There's one local to me actually. His car is, looks the exact same as mine. You know, exact same year, shape, everything apart from his has got. I think it's got lowering springs and right. it's got the Maxton body kit on there and separate wheels and he's done something to the exhaust and the car just looks like a totally different car. Yeah. You know, just a, a, a splitter, a diffuser, side skirts and some wheels and that's it. You know, it, you put them next to each other, you'd hardly recognise them. And a lot of the things that, you know, people liked about the the Cloverleaf launch edition with the, the carbon side skirts and the carbon lip spoiler and stuff, all of those are available uh, yeah, copies of those are available from uh, from modding companies. So if that's the look you want, you can you can get everything the uh, the launch edition had. Yeah, yeah, sky's the limit. Yeah, definitely. Or the floor's the limit if you're lowering it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, how low do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but uh, that that's been great, and I uh, hope you have a a, a long and an enjoyable alpha ownership. And uh, and thanks for taking the time to be with us this afternoon. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. No, thank you very much for having me. It's been good to come on. Well, that's all we have time for this week. We'll be back on Sunday, the 16th of January at the same time, 1.30pm on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and everywhere else good podcasts are found. Until then, stay safe. Stay safe.